The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey everybody, this is Matt here from Cincy Jungle. We are finally here. It is draft week and just around the corner, uh, we've got Joe Burrow joining the Cincinnati Bengals. So very exciting time to be a Bengals fan, something we've we've waited quite a long time for, uh, to have that guy to, uh, you know, that, that caliber of player that, that, you know, you really think can, uh, change the uh, the destiny of the franchise, kind of changing where you're heading with things. So uh, exciting time here uh, as we, we get right down to it. Um, I don't see how it can go any other way. Uh, <laughs> people will be um, people shouldn't be taking to the streets. People will be taking to the streets in Cincinnati, though, uh, if, if it goes any other way. So uh, this has got to be it, right? This is it, right? And very... Uh, I'm very excited to be here. So, coming into the draft now, uh, wanted to you know take a few questions, see uh, what uh, you know where people's heads are at, and, and talk a little bit about what's going to happen here over the next few days. So, the first question I have was about trading the 33rd overall pick. Uh, now, I think this is something that's really popular with a lot of people. Right? Some people are like trade it, trade it, trade it. Um, and it makes some sense. Like the Bengals have a lot of holes. They only have seven draft picks. This is a weird place for us to be in as Bengals fans, only having seven draft picks, because generally they have those compensatory picks. Um, so they have more to work with. Uh, we don't have that this year. So a little bit different. Um, and, you know, obviously, obviously you could use them. I and you'd love to be able to pick up some picks. Uh, somewhere in the mid rounds and the third and the fourth move up into the kind of that area, uh, especially with the depth uh, at you know the receiver position. Position, for example, the fact that I think a lot of linebackers uh, fall into that third or fourth round category, who could be pretty good players for us. Uh, so I think you really want to you want to you want to get as many picks as you can. And we were hoping to get some picks for Andy Dalton. Hasn't happened yet. Uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe somebody misses out on somebody in round one or, or something and, and something happens. I, I, I don't know. Um, so we'll see about that. Now, trading the 33rd pick. Yes, you want picks. But here's the thing. I want to know who's there at 33. Uh, because if I got somebody that's top 20 on my board sitting there, uh, 
I want that guy, you know, and, and you look at, you look at recent history, look, a lot of times teams need to trade up to get that number one pick, but teams also kind of try and set themselves up to have multiple first round picks to take that quarterback. Uh, so, you know, obviously it's a different scenario when you're, um, you know, when you're the Houston Texans trading up to get Deshaun, when you're uh, the Kansas City Chiefs trading up to get Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but you look at the scenario like with Buffalo, they got they got two first round picks uh, that year and they traded up with the Bengals uh, in an exchange and they traded up again to get to where they needed to be to get Josh Allen. And there was a lot of talk about, well, they're going to use both those picks to move up. They didn't. They kept that pick. They got a really good defensive uh, player on Tremaine Edmonds. So I think there's definitely a lot of value to that, uh, to being able to get another first round kind of guy, you know, have that quarterback plus. Uh, we, we saw something similar last year with the Washington Redskins. They took Dwayne Haskins, they traded back into the first and got Mantez Sweat. Uh, now that they're sitting in perfect position to get Chase Young, they probably regret doing that. Uh, but, you know, there, there is a precedent for it. Uh, so I think if you can sit there at 33, and see what happens, see what falls. And if you can find somebody who you think could be an impact player for you, doesn't have to be right now, all right? Uh, you know, could be in year two. Uh, but if you can find somebody that, that can be a first-round caliber player and get them and pair them in in that same year with Joe Burrow, I mean, that's a great situation to be in. So I want to know who's going to be there. Um, and, you know, particularly in this year when the – a little bit limited information uh, on prospects. So you, you don't have all the medicals. You don't have as much, you know, face-to-face meeting. You know, you get this, you get the, you get the FaceTime, uh, but you don't have the in-person stuff. So if you don't feel comfortable with as many guys, I'm comfortable with, you know, taking the higher picks and, and not, you know, picking up lower picks. So, yeah, if you can get that guy, if you think you can, you know, if the guy slips and you think he can be the starting you know, right tackle in the year. You think he's going to be the receiver you're going to pair with with Joe Burrow for for you know the majority of his career. Um, somebody who can be a real impact guy. If you can get them at that 33rd pick, you don't trade it. Uh, in my opinion, unless somebody offers you you know a great you know a great package, you definitely listen. You know, you're not listening for the first pick because it's, you get Joe Burrow, uh, but you listen for uh, for the second round pick. Woo! Uh, you listen for the second round pick. You listen for that 33rd overall. So. That's my that's my take on it. Um, would I trade it? Yes. I want to know who's there first because then you can really put a value on the pick. You know, what is Josh Jones worth to you? What is Denzel Mims worth to you? All right, versus what is you know Caesar Ruiz worth to you, or what is I don't know Brandon Ayuk or you know Kenneth Murray? You know, one of those guys. What is that worth to you, really? Um, and you've got time. You don't have to do it. You know, you don't have to do it fast. You get, you know, you, you get to go to bed. You get to sleep on it. You get to think about it in the morning. Um, you got a little time because you're in that position. I, I do. Now, I think that position is valuable. And I think part of it is that people have time to think about it and to to really cover the player that's at the top and like, eh, okay, I'm going to make a move. Um, but I think that that's a little bit limited too uh, because – if you really want the guy, you move back into the first, particularly for the quarterback position where, you know, kind of where you would expect people to target and move up. I think Jordan level, you know, go to the end of the first, he's not going to make it out of the first, but I mean, if somebody wants to get into the, you know, go up to get hurts or 
Eason or Fromm even maybe. I you know I I don't know. Um, I think the 49ers are probably their target. Uh, and the 49ers, they picked up another first, but they still have very limited draft capital. And it would probably make sense for them to try and get a stud receiver at that first pick if they can, and then trade that lower pick, go back, pick up some more picks because they are very limited on their draft capital. So that's how I think, uh, that could trade down. Now, in terms of the 33rd pick, another, you know, uh, question here regarding the 33rd pick uh but i guess kind of ties in i kind of already said a little bit of this already but look you want that first round caliber guy you want that you're hopefully you're getting a guy who's in you know who's top 20 top 25 on your board um i keep hearing stuff about jeff gladney falling man if jeff gladney is there that might have to be the pick I mean, uh, you know, I get that they just signed a couple of uh, uh, corners and, you know, safety as well. Um, you know, Jackson's contract's coming up. Jackson's been a little bit up and down. Um, you know, you can never have too many guys that are really good in coverage. So, I mean, you know, if, if a Gladney's there, I think you got to pull the trigger on that because he's a borderline top 10 guy to me. I think I had him 11 on my big board. So, um that, that's the kind of guy you, you want to go for. Uh, AJ Epinesa, uh, Yatir Gross Matos, you know, they're a little bit different, a little bit less twitchy than some other ends. Could they fit into our system, into what we want to do? I think AJ Epinesa could in a big way. I think when they get into the three, four stuff, and a lot of that's really more of an under front. Uh, they're playing with a five technique. He's a DN, D tackle tweener that I think is perfect to be that guy. And he can still be an edge in the the four three looks uh which is really the nickel and the dime package so and and it gives you something a little different in in, uh pass rush too because he's a strong guy you know he's he's a he's a stronger guy he can get after uh after the quarterback a little bit um that way as opposed to with pure speed with you know what you're getting out of uh, other edge rushers you know it's a great compliment interesting guy to throw in you know you you've got you know you got uh, Carl Lawson coming in, you know, he's got some strength, but, you know, some speed and some moves there too. And then you throw in some different kind of moves with Hubbard and then you throw in Epinesa. Um, that is throwing a lot of different things uh, at an offensive line. So it gives you something, you know, interesting there. Um, I don't love the fit with Gross Matos, but he's another guy that's kind of a borderline first-round guy that I could see slipping in there. Somebody to think about. Uh, Zach Bond, I think, really should go in the first round. The diluted sample thing, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> we'll see how much people do. Um, you know, he's coming in a little bit light, but I still think you draft him and you draft him as an edge. And if you can turn him into a linebacker, great. Uh, but I think he can play edge, particularly as an, you know, a stand-up three, four outside linebacker type of guy. Um, he can do that and he can he can contribute as a as a role player, as a change-up pass rusher in that way. So I like uh, you know, I like Bond. I like what he does. Uh, that's another guy that if he falls and then, you know, pick your favorite receiver, you know, uh, I think a lot of people in the fan base are, are Denzel Mims fans. There's some Jalen Rager fans out there. I think Rager goes around one. I don't think Mims does. So if you want him, I think you might have a shot at him. Uh, but I think, you know, we know, we know the three that are going to go. I think Jefferson's going to go. I think, you know, those four are just about a sure thing. I think Rager could be the next one to go. Um, T. Higgins, you know, maybe maybe he's an option with that spot. Didn't test well, but that's not really how we want, you know, on film. So it doesn't really matter. 
you know, who knows? Um, that's something you got to gauge. That's something you got to think about. And it comes down to what you want out of that position. Uh, off the tackle, I think there's going to be a serious run on off the tackle. My gut tells me I don't want one at 33. Again, we'll see who's there. Uh, but we, again, in this situation, we know the four that are going to go. Uh, and then there's rumors about Isaiah Wilson, too rich for my blood. There's rumors about us or Cleveland, too rich for my blood. There's, you know, Yang's got a big following. You know, Austin Jackson's a guy that's been talked about in the first round. I mean, I think seven or eight could go. You know, it could definitely happen. We could see a, a, a run on tackles, and great, that's going to push some other stuff back. Um, so we'll see where we're at with that. I don't want to push it, and I think a few of those guys are, are kind of pushing it. Um, no, I mean, there are definitely some options I like, and I, and I think there's some options later on. I don't think that they think they need that position as much as we do. Um, you know, fans want another tackle. Um, I think that if the right guy falls, they'll take him, but I don't think they see it as a priority. Um, and that, that kind of leads me into the, the next thing I was going to talk about here. Um, and, you know, questions about uh, what our, what our team needs, what are the Bengals needs uh, going into the draft. And I think they did a pretty good job in free agency of kind of addressing things. So look, you want to come out of the draft as a better team, but I don't think they need to focus those picks on a specific position to do that. I think they did enough in free agency. They went up, they re, you know, they went out and revamped the secondary. Um, they brought in Bynes at linebacker, getting an upgrade there. Sure, we want to find somebody that, that's, you know, more of a pass coverage, more of a faster guy, but we can live with Bynes. Um, you know, they're going to need depth. We can live with Bynes. Um, DJ Reader was, you know, a, a bump up uh, defensive tackle that I don't think we even really expected. Xavier Suofilo, you know, gives you a little something to guard. Where they, they still have guys competing at guard. They got Bobby Hart to tackle. I think they feel a lot better about than we do. Um, and they've got Fred Johnson in there that can they can work in and, and push him as well. Um, Titans fine. Uh, I think people might have had too high of expectations for CJ Uzama. He had a couple of drops, but I thought Uzama was fine last year. And they got Drew Sample, and they're going to give Drew Sample a shot too. Uh, wide receiver, not a, an immediate need, but obviously there is injury concerns uh, and contract issues past this year. So, you know, you're going to look to make a move there at some point. Um, running back, even with the, the Joe Mixon thing that isn't even really a thing yet, um, they got a bunch of guys there. So draft Joe Burrow and uh, – Best player available. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, it'd be great to get some of these guys. It'd be great to get uh, some depth, you know, in particular at linebacker, at edge. Uh, if you can find somebody who's going to eventually be the guy uh, at receiver, who's going to eventually be the guy or, or, or you know, just going to give you an instant upgrade on the offensive line, great. Um, you don't have to do that super early at guard. You do a tackle. Uh, you know, tackles will go pretty fast. Um, but then there's guys like Prince Tegawanago that had some injury concerns. We don't know how big they are, and maybe you get a steal on him. You know, there's uh, Hakeem Adeniji, he's one of my favorites from, from Kansas. Um, he's projected pretty pretty low, too. You know, he might have to bump inside, uh, you know, something. But, uh, you know, th- there are some options there. You know, there, there's some guys you can go for. And at the guard spot, you know, it, it's 
it's just finding what you're looking for. And sometimes you can find those guys a little bit later. Now, they like guys who are athletic. And we saw that with Suofilo coming in. You know, that's a guy that can pull, that can do some things on the move. Um, you know, check out my video on him if you haven't yet. And some of the things he did in Dallas last year. So the more athletic guys in this draft are probably going to go a little faster. You know, and that's where you see uh, Cesar Ruiz uh, and, you know, He's probably going to be a uh, maybe a late first rounder. Uh, he'll go at some point in the second round, though, uh, if not. And who knows about Cushenberry? Um, you know, but he's a guy that can can move around pretty well too. Uh, but you can find guys a little bit later that probably aren't going to be quite as athletic, but maybe you can come in and push some of these guys. Your Damian Lewis's, uh, you know, Tyler Beatus, I think is a great option, but comes with an injury concern uh, as well. Um, Hennessy. You know, uh, you know, a good option as well. A lot of these guys play center, by the way, but you know, center guard, whatever they can, you know, they can figure that out. So there are some different options there, um, you know, to to come in and make an impact. But the point I'm trying to make is they need to not feel pressured, and I think they set themselves up in free agency to not feel like, well, I got to take a linebacker at 33. Well, hey, it'd be great if if you can take a guy that's going to be really good, but the guy's not there. The guy's not there. You know, I think I think uh, Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray at that position uh, at 33 deserve consideration. The rest of the crew, not for me. You know, not 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 at 33 anyway. Um, I think you look at it a little bit later, and you know, uh, 65 is a completely different story. You know, top of the third, completely different story. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely on board with the Davis Gaither with, um, you know. Uh, some of these other guys, um, Malik Harrison, uh, and some of the other guys that we've talked about uh, at that linebacker position, there's a handful of them that I think are real good options in that third round, Willie Gay Jr., all right? Uh, so we can talk about those guys, but, again, let's not push the envelope. Let's not you know get too excited about anything. And if you're sitting there and Jeff Gladney falls to 33 and you're like, you know, you just spent a bunch of money on defensive back. You're probably feeling pretty good about your defensive backfield right now, but you're you're looking at it and you're saying, he's number twelve on our board, and the next highest guy's number twenty eight. <laughs> you know, better up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like take him, like take that dude. Um, that's what that's what you got to do. So they did a good job in free agency of setting themselves up and being able to do that. Uh, in my opinion. So uh, that is uh, that is it. I want to keep this pretty short. Just had a few questions in here to uh, to get to to address. Uh, so thank you for everybody that, that, that put those in. Uh, but hey, we've got lots of great content uh, coming up this week on Cincy Jungle and Orange and Black Insider. Uh, so be checking that out. Um, uh, Anthony and John have some great guests uh, today, <laughs> today, and you know, uh, and, and in the past few days. Uh, so make sure you are going back and, and checking that stuff out. If you missed anything, uh, former Bengals, uh, all, all types of guys in, uh, in there, uh, go out, uh, go ahead and check that stuff up. Uh, we're going to have a couple of pre-draft shows coming up too. Uh, those guys are going to have one on Wednesday. We've got one, uh, kind of the super show, uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, that's going to have, uh, basically combining all the, all the orange black insider shows. We're going to have, uh, have the whole crew out there. So uh, definitely check that thing out. Uh, and we'll have our, our, our pre-draft show. They're going to do a, a, a draft show uh, you know, during the draft. Uh, and then 
Thursday and Friday nights, uh, I'll be on. Uh, I believe Sim's going to come on. We probably have some other people on there as well. Um, but we're just going to talk about what happened that day, uh, kind of a reaction. But then also, hey, what's going to happen tomorrow? Uh, so we'll talk about that Thursday night. We just talked about 33 a little bit here. Thursday night, we'll have a much more educated conversation on that when we say, hey, this guy's here. Uh, or we can say, eh, I don't know about this board. Maybe we do want to trade this pick. Uh, so that'll be great. Uh, we're going to do that live right after the draft is over on Thursday, and we'll, we'll follow up on, on Friday when, you know, talking about some day three stuff as well. Uh, so make sure you're coming back and checking this stuff out. We'll talk about this is a great thing, too. Uh, we can get out there right away. The draft is over for the day, and guess who's up first in the next day uh, is the Bengals. So uh, we've had quite a while. <laughs> we've had several weeks to talk about the first pick, uh, but then we'll have a little bit of time there to talk about the 33rd. We'll have a little bit of time to talk about uh, 107, I think it is, whatever the first pick in the fourth round is. Um, so, yeah, uh, come back, you know, check out all that stuff. And uh, thanks for checking us out today.